Hey streamers, welcome to the Streaming Lab podcast. Happy New Year to everyone. Jan here with my co-host Vinit. Each episode, we're having a look at the latest headlines and trends that are shaping streaming in Middle East, North Africa and India. This week is a little bit uh, special. We won't be covering the streaming news in MENA or India, but we'll share with you our predictions for both regions. Let's start with uh, streaming in MENA. We'll uh, talk about three main topics, the rise of hybrid streaming services, global fast platforms are coming to MENA, and the untapped potential of uh, local sports. And for streaming in India, Vinit will uh, focus on aggregation, consolidation, and monetization. Interesting topic. Hello, Vinit. How are you doing today? Happy New Year, Anne. Happy New Year to the viewers. Uh, great to be finally back in the saddle on a podcast uh, with Streaming Lab. I think, uh, you know, all of us uh, coming back from the New Year hangover, at least I am, and just recovering from a sniffle here and there, but excited to be uh, back at the forefront and uh, looking forward to 24. Same. I stopped like uh, producing content for one week and uh, I feel it's uh, difficult to start again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the first um, topic about... Uh, what I uh, anticipate this year um, in streaming in uh, Mina, it's not like a total surprise, but I think it's important to mention it, the rise of hybrid streaming services. We know that 10 years uh, ago, most of their services were AVOD in the region. Then like 70% uh, of them decided to move to uh, SVOD. And in the past three years, what we see is that more and more players, existing players switch to hybrid models, mixing AVOD, SVOD, ad-supported SVOD. And right now it's even more complex. Um, they add uh, TVOD in the mix. So um, I would say it's a big mess, but it's a B2B mess. So that's fine. We just have to take care of it. The end user is uh, lucky, I will say, as they don't know all those acronyms. But uh, still, it's a little bit of challenge even for them as um, when they access a, a platform. I have in mind one of the main platforms in, in Middle East and North Africa. Um, it's not that easy to understand. Some of the content is free, other is uh, paid content. And then you have TVOD also in the mix. So good luck to them. I think there is a, still a lot of work um, to educate the, the, the end users. It will definitely uh, be a challenge this year. Make sure that uh, users can navigate in an easy way and watch the content they are looking for, um, no matter the business model behind. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, we saw last year towards the end of the year, the uh, stars on strategy with fast coming up as a separate uh it's a separate app no from stars play no it's the same app oh it's the same app okay yeah okay there you go but you're not the you're not the the, the, the first one to ask this uh, question <laughs> <laughs> so they rebranded the 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 app as a star zone and um and stars play is the is the premium uh, offering but if uh, correct me if i'm wrong but if i see stars on on ctv Fast is not available yet. It's available now. Yeah, it's been a few days. Okay, I'll check it out. 
Yeah, it's a big difference. Honestly, the content is great. And on TV, uh, we know that it's definitely the best way to watch um, TV channels, especially fast. I think you're absolutely right. You know, you'll have all these uh, SWOT apps who have, let's say, fast offerings. Uh, at least the downloads will go up because, you know, people people will be like, if I download this app, at least I can watch something without paying for it. So it's, it's a nice way of uh, getting people in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's exactly why they did it. Thousand, like they wanted to uh, target a part of the population that uh, would not afford subscribing to uh, five services. Definitely, in the region, I'm sure they will they will get a lot of uh, traction. And uh, it's not the first service uh, with an hybrid model, IVOD, SVOD. Our friends at um, Shahid, uh, and they already have like a huge uh, audience. So definitely, there there is still a an opportunity and hybrid is the way to go. Let's, um, instead of uh, talking about uh, Mina again, I'd like to switch to India and uh, we can focus on your first uh, prediction uh, about like uh, aggregation, right? Thanks for that. I Essentially what's happening in India is that, you know, there are too many apps and, um, you know, there are like 60 plus OTT platforms. So even if you have, let's say, you know, Prime Video, Netflix, uh, Geo Cinema, uh, Sony Live, Z5, you know, the bread and butter five, six apps. But the long tail has so many more regional apps that over the last two years, um, a lot of aggregation is happening where there are these super bundles, I call them, available for subscribers where they pay one fee uh, per month and they get access to as many apps as they want uh, in one one low fee. So the model there is that the apps have negotiated and sold subscriptions in volume to an, to an aggregator who's acquired them. Uh, and then the aggregator then intelligently bundles different apps and creates packages out of them. So, you know, you have Tata Play Binge, OTT Play, uh, Geo TV, uh, uh, Z TV, uh, Z Five has Z Five add-on channels now for overseas subscribers, and so on and so forth. And so I think this year, two thousand twenty-four, uh, I see this trend intensifying, um, and it's sort of tied into the second uh, prediction on consolidation, etc. However, on the aggregation side, it's a great way for some of the smaller apps to actually acquire subscribers fairly, uh, you know, more easily compared to going direct to consumer themselves. So, um, you know, it's an interesting world. We are uh, moving towards uh, in India, India media entertainment. Uh, it's in many ways going to be a watershed moment uh, for the Indian media ecosystem because of the duopoly coming up, uh, which I've, you know, I, I've spoken about in my newsletter. However, on the aggregation side, um, it's fascinating because, you know, each aggregator has four, five, six different uh, packages available for subscribers. And, um, you know, the the, the, the question that uh, people are asking is that what happens to user data, you know, who, who uh, has access to the user data. However, for the OTT platforms, they don't really care because they're like, you know, for us, it's important first to acquire the user. And uh, only then we can start worrying about user data. So it's a nice way of getting uh, subscribers into the funnel. 
Um, and I expect this trend to really mushroom. I was talking to someone the other day and they said that they are looking at launching an aggregator for aggregators. So there'll be like a super, super aggregator. Um, and, and, you know, the whole bundling uh, story is, uh, is, is going to play out big time. Yeah, the concept of super aggregation is not new. Um, everybody uh, talk about it, but uh, nobody wants to take care of it as it's a little bit complex. What I'm just like uh, kind of uh, afraid is, um, first of all, like what's the model behind it? Like, uh, are we sure that uh, niche players will be able to, to make money out of this uh, deal? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it's it's getting to be a tough business. Um, you know, 2024, I expect it to be a year where the focus is profitability and just not growth. So a lot of these OTTs who are, you know, uh, the smaller OTTs, regional OTTs in India who had money in the bank uh, now suddenly need to figure out ways to survive. So a lot of them are saying that, you know, hey, we we rather you know, piggyback on some of the big guys and their access and their reach. And um, we're okay making uh, less money, but we just need to survive. So yeah, it's a, but, but completely agree with you that, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's a tough call uh, that these guys uh, have to make. On one hand, like uh, it's great, of course, because they, they, they will get the reach they need. But on the other hand, like uh, it's a little bit sad because I, I truly believe in the direct to consumer business. And for niche services, regional services, it uh, appeared perfect way to talk to the right audience. But but then, um, from a business point of view, it's not as simple as as it is. Yeah, you know the cost of customer acquisition is is going up. You know there are so many, there's so much content being made. They're all vying for the same set of eyeballs in many ways. You know, even though. The current the consumer tech report that we spoke about in mean, the launch by Chirate, a famous VC in India that said that you know we have the access is five hundred million smartphone users uh, on gaming entertainment is is a universe that we're playing in maybe you know even more as as the year progresses and the next few years play out but still you know I think uh, cost of customer acquisition is a factor also lot of debates around you know uh, whether the cost of making content in India especially can sustain the uh, ROI and economic model because the cost of making content is is not going down it's going higher maybe AI can help uh, but the jury is out uh, on whether the creative guys will rest control uh, so you know it's a it's a deeper question uh, that uh, that that we need to talk about uh, in terms of the cost of content, cost of customer acquisition, OTT profitability. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting here. Totally agree. I think we need to find an answer, um, not only in the distribution part of the business, but uh, on, also from the user side, like on the production of the content, on the technology. Uh, of course, technology is more and more affordable, but still. Uh, still expensive at some point like it's good that all those players are trying to find a solution it's uh, it's just a way to uh, to make sure that their business is uh, is viable on the long term let's move to the second topic of uh, streaming in mina i assume it's a common uh, topic with india but uh, you, you tell me 
Um, I would like to talk about the global fast platforms coming to Middle East, North Africa. What's um, impressive is that uh, in uh, in MENA, nine uh, platforms offer fast channels right now, and they are all local platforms. They invested time, resources to experiment this uh, business model. For example, Shahid, Starzone more recently, Roya TV, Wayak, Awan, Tarfi TV, uh, IDTV also, and others. But why there is no uh, single international fast platform available in the region? I have in mind Plex, uh, Freevee, LG Channels, Samsung TV+, Pluto TV, uh, etc. I'm not sure we'll uh, find the answer today, but I believe 2024 will be the right uh, year to see uh, one or several of those uh, players coming to the region. Which one do you think uh, would be the first one to come to the region, I think? I think Freevee, just because, you know, Amazon, I know Amazon in um, in this region, right? At least whatever I've been tracking. Um, you know, Amazon and e-commerce side, is head to head with some of the players like Noon and you know Kareem Talabat sort of overlapping a little bit, so maybe maybe Freebie. Yeah, it will make sense. In uh, so in India, it's a little bit similar, right? Well, I know Samsung TV Plus is already there, but there are not that many global uh, fast players available, right? No, not yet, not yet. I think you know <clears throat> a lot of these guys are trying to find out uh, the rights. Uh, from what I hear. But uh, this year, this year is going to be about you know LG, Xiaomi starting their own fast uh, platforms on on CTV. Samsung TV Plus is going to double down, and then you have Z5 and Geo, but not not anyone else, not not the Plutos of the world, not the um, freebies of the world yet. I talked to uh, several streaming professionals that don't think this year um, we'll see uh, global fast platforms in Mina. The main reason they, uh, they mention is first that the CPM are too low compared to the CPM that we can see in Europe or, of course, in the US. And the second reason is the monthly active users. It will be difficult to reach like a, a high level of uh, monthly uh, active users. But I did agree with both points. I don't know <laughs> what about you. <laughs> no, I think... Um... The first question on CPMs, I would argue that, you know, this region has um, CPMs comparable to Europe and the US, uh, basis uh, experience talking to folks and, you know, being associated with the ad tech space a little bit. So number of users, yeah, that could be, you know, that you can make the argument that, you know, hey, hey, the, the size or the TAM, the addressable market is not... Um, the same as let's say the US or Europe, but at the same time, you know, you, you do have a captive audience of Arabic speaking folks. So, you know, if these guys want to uh, essentially tap this audience, it's add dollars on the table. So, you know, I, I would not, I, I don't think why not. I agree with you. So about the CPM, we cannot see this territory as a region, but uh, we, we have to look at the diversity of the region and, and the CPM uh, in uh, UAE in uh, Saudi Arabia are uh, very interesting. And about the monthly active users, it's the opposite. We need to see this territory as a region to reach like a, an impressive amount of users. Yeah, good point. I think the answer is uh, in between. 
and it uh, it's related to the maturity of the market. So it's never too late to be active in this region. If not, the local players won't wait for them. So time to time to play. And then Yan, yeah, let's not forget the impact of expats, huh? With uh, the number of expats moving to Dubai and Saudi uh, because of you know taxation and opportunities, it's uh, it's perfect timing. Yeah, it's been always the case, but uh, you're right. In the recent uh, years, one year, two years, this trend is uh, is uh, huge. So it won't stop. Let's uh, move to the next topic. You wanted to talk about uh, consolidation this time. Basically, what's going to happen in India this year is that in this quarter, there's going to be most likely the Reliance, Geo, uh, Disney Star merger will go through. Provided the Competition Commission of India, you know, green lights the the proposed merger, I do expect it to go through. And second is uh, Z and Sony will also merge, so you'll have a duopoly in the Indian media ecosystem. So I think once once that happens, it's going to be a cascading effect for the other streamers who will try and figure out, hey, you know, there's going to be such a concentration of power and eyeballs with just uh, potentially two big guys that they will either have to play ball with the, these guys and you know give them the content that is going to have impact on the overall uh, profitability, overall uh, way of making content, uh, syndicating content, uh, and also watching content. You know, whether does Geo uh, let Hotstar which is an independent platform to stay or do they merge it with Geo Cinema? What number one? Number two, uh, on Z and Sony, Z5 remain or Z5 gets bundled in with Sony Live. You know, so a lot of open questions and those have have potential, uh, you know, butterfly effect or cascading effects on, on the rest of the industry. So it's going to be interesting to see how, for example, how Airtel and... Um, Vodafone, the other two big uh, telcos in India, how they react? Uh, do they acquire other streamers to compete with Geo, or does Airtel and Vodafone also merge? It's it's a complex web that we are uh, getting into. It's unprecedented times for the Indian media industry. Uh, there are like fifty plus OTTs outside of uh, Geo and uh, Star and Z and Sony that need to figure out what to do next. So I think this consolidation period, people are going to figure out what's next for their business uh, in terms of streaming. You know, do they look at like different areas, different business models and diaspora, different languages, uh, look at AI for dubbing and subtitling because it'll, it'll force them to think of what to do next. So interesting times. I don't think people in the US or Europe, they realize like what's happening in India. It's huge. Like imagine the number of players that are... That, that will be acquired or the, the consolidation of the market is impressive. Does it happen often in India? Like, is it the story of India or it's a special moment when it comes to media? You know, like every industry will go through its phases of, you know, growth and maturity and consolidation. I just, I think people are amazed at how fast it's taking place. Post-COVID, I think uh, things have been on a tear in terms of video. But if you think about it, you know, and maybe this has clues for this region as well. But if you think about it, um, you know, India OTT started in 2016. You know, Hotstar was started 2016. It's been eight years, seven, eight years. In seven, eight years, 
you suddenly have a period where the top uh, four or five players are now down to two. It's exciting, but also a little scary, you know, that you have uh, uh, big guys, such big players. Like the, the difference between the Goliaths and Davids are just like, it's enormous. I'm just afraid that uh, consolidation is a way to reach uh, profitability. And the price to pay will be uh, people, unfortunately. But uh, look at what's happening in the US. There used to be much more uh, Hollywood studios. At some point, they, they had to consolidate. But the industry is a mess. And uh, last year, uh, we saw it like... Uh, so, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, they do it the right way in India. Yeah, exactly. Profitability doesn't come only from consolidation. It comes from uh, making sure that... Uh, uh, streaming is a viable model of uh, distribution, um, production, technology, all those parameters should be aligned. Yeah, and you know, I think it's also interesting um, that for live sports, you know, you now really have if Geo, I mean Geo, not if, but like when Geo and uh, Disney Star deal is completed, sports, it's literally one player having most of the cricket rights. Or whether it's the IPL, whether it's the ICC tournaments in India and overseas, uh, all the streaming rights are with Geo for sports. So that's that's I would argue that's a monopoly. If I were the Competition Commission of India, then that's a complete red flag where you cannot really have one player control all the sports rights for streaming uh, for for Indians to watch because tomorrow you know Geo is giving it for free today. But in two years, when Geo itself says that, hey, for me, profitability is a question, I'll suddenly jack up my rates, then the users don't have a choice but to pay because there's no alternative. So for this region, you know, for example, I know, yeah, and I, I keep coming back to this region, but, you know, it's it's so it's like recently we heard about Angami and uh, OSN coming together. So, you know, I think these are things that every region uh, needs to figure out. In India, there's a competition commission of India, a competition commission where you know the checks and balances are in place. I'm not sure how it works here, for example. It's a mix of uh, politics uh, and, and profits. Yeah, exactly. Well said. <laughs> you were talking about sports. It's the last topic I would like to uh, mention. I strongly believe that the potential of local sports is uh, huge in, in the MENA region. Thanks to streaming, uh, local sports are already available on, uh, on several uh, services such as Awan, IDTV, Smashy, Starsplay, Shahid, uh, and, and others. But I anticipate much more local uh, sports teams and leagues on, on the one hand, like partnering with existing streaming platforms, or on the other hand, launching their own uh, service. Uh, who will benefit from this is the end user and the fan. Uh, let's hope that we, we see. Uh, more and more uh, local sports available for the end users and the fans. Please don't make it too expensive. <laughs> for example, like I'm um, following what uh, Smashy uh, and uh, Augustus Media is uh, doing in this field, and it's amazing, like to be able to watch like a local UAE uh, volleyball, futsal, uh, basketball on their platform. But I know that uh, it's very expensive. And it's difficult to reach profitability, uh, but uh, I truly believe that there, there is an uh, opportunity. So I'm sure that um, we'll see uh, more and more uh, tech players also coming to the region, targeting the region to seize this uh, opportunity and offer uh, technology at a more affordable uh, 
rate. So yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it will be an exciting year when it comes to local sports. Good call out to Smashy and Richard because you know I saw the post on LinkedIn about uh, the drift uh, series. What exactly was that? That was a unique niche sports, right? The the car. Yeah, it's it's very niche, but you, you know, in the UAE, like uh, they are big fans of motorsports, and uh, and and I, I don't know how to categorize this one, but uh, like kind of street motorsports of. <laughs> So drifting is a very it's a very special uh, sports. I I remember when I moved to Dubai ten years ago, I uh, I saw one of these championship in the middle of downtown. It was impressive. Usually, uh, it's difficult to find this content on streaming services on uh, the TV. So what Smashy TV did is that they uh, used their AI powered cameras. That were supposed to uh, to be for uh, futsal, uh, basketball, uh, for uh, and other sports. And uh, yeah, I watched it uh, uh, this weekend. It was on Saturday, and uh, it was uh, amazing. It worked very well. So it's great for uh, a lot of people that could not uh, go to Abu Dhabi and enjoy this show. So I think yeah, it's the beginning of a new era also in in the region with uh, um, this kind of uh, sports becoming more available to to the fans no absolutely and plus you know let's not forget the end 2030 uh football world cup is in saudi so you know a lot of action uh for uh all kinds of sports will be in in saudi as well so between all the gcc countries you know each of the uh geos is trying to figure out its own strategy for different kinds of sports so uh, you know, uh, the number of services and the number of sports that everyone can get access to will be amazing. Yeah, yeah you're completely right. And uh, and six years is nothing, so it's tomorrow. And other local sports that also uh, available uh, in the region is the Dakar, the biggest rally red. Jan's favorite. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not sure I'll be, I'll be able to, to go this year. But uh, yeah, I, I saw that it's now available on Shahid via SSC. I'm not sure last year it was available on SSC. I, I, I know that uh, Bean Media Group used to have the rights. Ah, okay. Wow. Interesting. Big difference. SSC is another topic. Um, they have been like uh, gathering uh, uh, a lot of sports rights in the past uh, few years. So... Let's see what they what they have in mind. But I, I will not be surprised uh, if they go the direct to consumer route. Let's see. Now they they partner with Shahid. But I'm sure something interesting will happen this year. The other niche sport that I'm following is uh, Formula E, and uh, the work that Arti Dabas and team are doing um, at you know getting Formula E. I think that's similar debate whether we should go direct to consumer or piggyback on you know, a larger platform. So I think these debates will continue this year. Last topic you wanted to mention, uh, Vinny, that is monetization. So is 2024 the year where monetization becomes key? I think this year, India is going to be about going back to basics. Uh, you know, profitability is a buzzword, consolidation, aggregation. And in all this, how do the content owners and platform guys make money and make sure they survive is a big question. I say back to basics because in many ways, yes, there's hybrid models. However, uh, what people are realizing is that with the 
target market size of India and uh, the user base. Let's go back to ad-supported models. Uh, yes, we can have you know ad-supported SWOT and ad-supported what have you. Uh, however, uh, the idea now increasingly is going to be about getting users in, giving them the content, showing ads. Indians in general traditionally don't like paying for content. They're used to watching content for free, but with ads, they are paying for content in many ways with their time, uh, And but they rather use that time to watch an ad or two. They don't mind watching even two or three ads together. Most studies have shown. Uh, so back-to-back -back ads, for example. So uh, all the people uh, on the advertising side, there's an opportunity for you guys to participate. So I would say that's a, that's a big, uh, big buzzword on fast as well. Everyone's looking at fast now in India. All the content guys, small, big, medium that I speak with who have rights are looking at monetizing via fast, especially in India. Uh, you know, things change quickly in our industry. Uh, last year, everyone was like, what's fast? And now suddenly they're lining up to give their content to fast providers. So, you know, it's things are moving quickly. I, I would say, though, that in fast, uh, you know, similar to this region and other regions also, but uh, maybe India is still playing catch up on fast. However, the key success factor on fast is going to be that will the will the content owners actually make money? Is the ad tech available on CTV uh, to run programmatic ads? I don't want to get too technical for the viewers. However, uh, there's a slight mismatch in terms of the ad tech ecosystem that's there and what's available on fast in terms of what's monetizable because of certain um, technologies that do not work with programmatic and server-side ad insertion. So I think those are, you know, existential questions that the industry is asking, and that will actually determine whether fast succeeds in India, because, you know, in general, uh, Indians will pull the plug if it's not working, if it's not making money, they'll be quick to make changes. So interesting, interesting times. Thanks, Vinit. Can't wait to see uh, what's going to happen this year. I would like to finish with uh, one interesting point. Um, unfortunately, it won't be available in India or in MENA, but let's see. At some point, they will uh, they will reach those territories. Um, I'm talking about uh, Amazon Prime Video uh, going the uh, ad-supported uh, route. So I convinced it will be a game changer for all the industry and uh, exactly what you mentioned. After all those years of experimenting SVOD and other models, the classic model of linear TV is back advertising. But I, uh, I also think that in order to make it mainstream, uh, we need a player like uh, Amazon Prime Video. I think it's good that it's not available too soon uh, on those two territories because we learn a lot what they, what they plan to do in the US, uh, Europe and other countries. We need to, to be ready because the, the, the media world uh, will be impacted by this big move. Okay, same question than last week, Vinit. What have you been uh, streaming uh, recently? I would highly recommend for anyone actually doesn't have, you don't have to be Indian to watch this, but it's a really cool movie about 20 plus year olds in the city where I come from, which is Bombay. We call it Mumbai. I, I still like calling it Bombay. <laughs> but uh, it's about, you know, three 20 plus year olds. They're obsessed nowadays with social media. And the movie is a play on how these three uh, folks who are great friends, they go about their lives and how social media and Instagram specifically has made them a slave 
to literally Instagram. So, you know, and how their lives get impacted, their relationships get impacted because of uh, usage of, over usage of Instagram. And that really resonated with me because it sort of is a mirror to society today where, you know, you're having lunch or dinner with your friends and family, your cousins. And I've seen this firsthand where people are more obsessed looking at their phones and not talking to each other. So great movie, great message, uh, really cool watch. Uh, I think a lot of people, my viewers will identify it, uh, with it. It's called Kho Gaye Ham Kaha. It's on, on Netflix. Do watch it. What about you, Yan? Thank you, Vinit. It could be one of our resolutions of the year, spend less time on social media. And uh, I, I know that your kids are still young, but uh, yeah, get ready because <laughs> we'll have to take care of this. I don't know how, but... <laughs> So yeah, my recommendation of the of the week um, is uh, the Brothers uh, Soon on uh, Netflix. I watched it yesterday. Uh, the story is about a gangster from um, uh, Taipei uh, that is used to uh, a life as a hitman, but he's gonna um, he's got to uh, move to LA to look after his mom and uh, little brother. Uh, that is uh, totally different uh, from from him and is not used at all of the mafia world and the mother is michelle uh, yeo so that's why i decided to watch this one and it's a it's a tv series it's uh, very entertaining um it's not supposed to be a comedy but it's very funny as uh, there's a big difference between two brothers one is a hitman killing everyone and then the other one is like uh, just a student uh in the us so that that's fun that's a wrap for uh, today's episode Thanks for joining us on the Streaming Lab podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Streaming Lab for more insights at www.thestreaminglab.com. Until next week, and don't forget, keep streaming. Bye-bye.